Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Tanya. And I'm Carrie. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode number 39. And today we're talking about end-of-the-year gyms for your music room. We'll also share a work smarter, not harder teacher tip, and in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. And so now we'll talk about our highs and lows from our teaching week. What do you got, Carrie? Well, Mine is a high note, which is a follow-up to last podcast, my low note. Okay, cool. So a uh, little recap in you case you didn't listen. You turned a fail into a Well, it's not really success. my fail. It was just it was a timing thing that worked out okay. So last episode, episode 38, I discussed my low note was I was really concerned about the fact it was the end of the year and there was so much to do and so oh, yes. little time to do it, and specifically my IEG which is our individual educator goals. Yes, now I know is. what those letters stand for, which is good. Um, so you I was knew really, before, I Mom. did. I just it was escaping me at the moment. Well, anyways, I talked in the last one about how I wasn't sure if I was going to get my points, and I was very concerned about not even being able to complete the final test because of field day and all these things going on. Well. The weather in Colorado is really crummy right now, yes. which bad for all the PE teachers out there, but okay for me because what ended up happening was our field days, which were supposed to be this week, Thursday, Friday, um, have now been postponed till next week, which Woo-hoo. means I will get to at least complete the IEGs, whether or not the students will make the percentage points of growth that I need them to make. That's still up in the yeah, air. Well, but at least know, I can say I first. tried and that at least it'll be done because that was my whole thing. I didn't like having such a big to-do task on my plate after field days are over because really after field days are over a lot of our students sadly check out for the year like mentally check out behaviorally check out yes um because field day is such a big carrot which is good and all of that's great so I'm just I know our PE teacher was at first disappointed actually I think now she's happy because it gave her extra time to get the kids ready too um, so once they made the decision to postpone it because the weather was going to be bad and lo and behold it is Mm -hmm. um I just feel so much more relaxed about it. Right. So I'm feeling good about the IEG. That's awesome. Hopefully they'll get the points. They'll get them. They'll come in. I had my first group do their test today, and I didn't score all of them, but based on what I saw, they were looking pretty good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tanya, how about you? Um, Well, okay. I'm going to go with a low that's a low for our whole humanity. Again, here we are again. Yeah. yeah, just a couple weeks later. Just a couple weeks later, last time um, I was sitting here and we were talking on episode 38. Well, it wasn't episode 38. It was no. it was like two ago. Oh, okay. But it still wasn't that long ago. Okay, I'm sorry. No, confused. that's okay. It's all, all right. blending So together. we have had, as I'm sure you've heard, um, another school shooting in Colorado. Yeah. In Douglas County this time, which is uh, very close. It's a suburb of Denver, basically. And... Um, yeah, it's just, um, I, I, I know I sound so like blasé about it, but I'm just, I'm so, there's just, what can we say? What can we do? <sighs> Things need to be done. And um, I kind of, kind of wish there was a, uh, how do I say, not a call to arms. How about a, a, <laughs> a call from arms? Like, I kind of feel call like. Call to action. Damn it. If we, excuse me in my language. If we could just, like... You're allowed to swear about this. Okay. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. Maybe as teachers, as parents, as something, if we could all just stop and fill streets and demand... Well, see, here's where we have a problem, though, is demand what? In my mind, and I know I'm putting myself out there by letting people know my beliefs is mental health and big gun control. Yeah. Like, in my mind, those are things. Now, the question right. is, like... How much gun control and how yeah. much mental health? Exactly, a hell of a lot. Uh, but anyway, I just what else can what what can we say? Is this just the norm now? Is like springtime um, school shooting season? Yeah. This is ridiculous. It's, and I don't know why in Colorado we seem to get these, you know, Columbine, and then we had the Aurora movies 
theaters shooting a while mm-hmm. back, and then, you know, we had this incident where luckily and thankfully nothing happened, where this individual was out here a few weeks ago, and our whole school, our whole state was on lockdown, mm-hmm. basically, and then now this, and yeah, just another day where, as teachers and parents, yes. you know, you had to decide, well, how much do I say, and how do I answer these questions, yes. and um, the sad thing, I think, in a way, is that it didn't even come up in any of my classes today. So either my students were unaware, but I honestly think it was more that it's, what do we say anymore? What do we, why, we're not even talking about it anymore because it's become so common. It has. So. And it's not just Colorado. I mean, you know, there's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got a problem in our country. Right. We really do. Or we've got a few. Um, so. I mean, I don't know what the answer is other than if you are so inclined, there's organizations that you can donate your time and money to that support whatever cause you think is going to help this situation, be it gun control or mental health or both or whatever you think is needed in this situation. I guess maybe just say, do something other yeah. than, I mean, we can talk about it and talking about it is important, Yeah. but to go to it's that just, next step. For years and years and years, I my, I've always said to students... And to my own children, school is a safe place. Like, yeah. school is a safe place. It's hard to keep saying that. And it's hard to keep saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, Big downer. That's a big low for yeah. me and um, everyone. Uh, yeah, that's school-related. So anyway, but now we should not talk about, we should turn it around because what can we do? Well, what's the Leonard Bernstein quote? We will respond to violence by making... I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, the, um, oh, mu- yes, I, okay, we'll put the quote Somebody somewhere. right now is talking to yes, us and, and, and I know I, exactly. What shall be our response to violence to make music? Okay, Even Tanya's more... going to Google it. Well, while you Google it, let me just also say that, I mean, I just felt like, in a way, I think we can. I know this might sound a little cheesy, but um, I actually put this on our Instagram feed a couple days ago, so this is before the shooting had happened, obviously, where um, my kindergartners are singing What a Wonderful World. What a Wonderful World. And they're doing that for kindergarten graduation. And so I thought, well, how what a lovely change-up. Rather than just singing it, today we're going to to listen to the Louis Armstrong. We're going to um, follow along with that beautiful picture book. Uh, Um, And then I had a thing where they could color their own wonderful world. And I just felt like... Today, when I was doing it with my final third class, even though I don't know that any of them were aware of what had happened in a way I'm hoping kindergartners were not, Mm -hmm. but it was very healing for me, I have to say, having this moment with these precious five and six year olds, Mm -hmm. well, mostly six by this point, but where they're just drawing their family and their friends and things that make them happy. And I just thought, this is the way it should be. And yes, these horrible, tragic things happen. But more often than not, these beautiful moments happen. Yes. So not to say that we can't find importance and, and action when these horrible things happen, but also to choose to dwell on and think about all the positive moments. Of and not let those go by the wayside. Did you find the quote? This will be our reply to violence, to make music more intensely, more beautifully, more devotedly than ever before. Let's just leave it there. Yes. So now it's time for our main theme, and today we are talking about end-of-the-year gems. So specifically those songs, those games, those activities that you save for the end of the year. Yeah, because you're not feeling under the gun to make sure that they're getting a specific... Well, I mean, of course, all of these things do teach specific, melodic, rhythmic, other concepts, but... Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah, but this is just like... just enjoyable. I don't care anymore. We're just going (laughs) to sing it and play it and Well, and there might be a specific reason why you wait to the end of the year, and we can talk about that, and we talk about specific ones. But um, So we'll start with um, some singing games some songs and games and Mm -hmm. um we're gonna 
try to get these up in the show notes we, as soon I, as we can. Yeah. It's we're, no, it's gonna happen. We're busy teachers too. Yes, so we are. But you know what? We'll we're, try. We're just gonna sing at you. So, but get ready. and we'll also we'll try to. Um, well, we will. We'll definitely cite some sources. We can. Yes. So at least if you have these books yourself or plan on getting them, you can go and find them in the books. And that's a great uh, little reminder that you know summer's coming. Maybe yeah. you're going to be taking a Kodai level. Maybe you're going to be taking another, uh, an ORF level or, or something else. But yeah. it's a good time to really peruse materials or acquire materials when yeah. you have the time to go through them. And so we'll make sure we, we mention where these songs come from because yes. there's some awesome resources out there. Right. Yeah. All right. So All right. maybe we'll start with just kind of some primary things. I don't know. Do we always have to start with primary? No. But we just tend to. Let's just do it. So, um, all right. So I'm just going to mention um, a couple. These are two that I really enjoy doing with first graders. So one of them is Ickle Ockle. And it goes like this. Ickle Ockle blue bottle fishes in the sea. If you want a partner, please choose me. And you can find various concoctions of hickalackle and different I can't sources. I we were in the same key. I know, we just did that. Wow. wow. Um, so Tanya and I both learned this from our level one teacher, Joe Kirk, when yes. we did our Kodai levels. And so this one we'll, we'll put on the show notes, but you can probably find it. And there's variants of, of it, of course. Sources. So um, the way that I play this game, and I think you do as well, Tanya, is they're in a, uh, a double circle and they're walking hand in hand with a partner. Do you have them hold hands? Um, I have them put their hands on each other's um, shoulders. Uh-huh. So I've like... done it that way before, too, and I felt like it just caused more confusion at some times than it was worth. So I just made them hold hands, and they seem yeah. to go with it. You know, it's funny because you're talking about the end of the year. This is one yeah. of the things I do at the very, very beginning uh -huh. of the year, which is why I do the shoulder thing because oh. we put our hands on each other's shoulders. That means we're partners. Yeah. And so it's kind of like easing them back into this idea of taking hands and connecting and there's all these different ways to connect. So I just... I, I try to avoid at the well, very beginning yeah. of the year this whole like we take hands, not sleeves, not wrists. Now, yeah, so. now it's drama. Anyway. Well, I do this one at the end of first grade. So then um, they better be used to that. Exactly. Hand. So yeah. they're fine with it. So the idea is they're walking, they're walking, and I, I'm not sure if this is how Joe exactly taught us, but this is the way that it's kind of morphed in my mind. Um, at some point in the song, and I make it random. It's not always at the same time. Oh. Okay. Um, I say the word break. And then at that point, they break away from their partner and they mad scramble very quickly to try to find a new partner. Mm -hmm. And then the idea is if you have an odd number or if you force there to be an odd number because you play to make it an odd number, you have one kid left in the middle and now they have to stand in the middle. But I still play where, and I've done diff I've tr trial and error. I've had it in the past where the kid in the middle is the one who gets to stay break. Mm -hmm. But then guess what? They love the power. And mm -hmm. then they all pretend like they can't find a partner so that they can be the one in the middle do you have this problem yeah i haven't had a kid control that so i haven't had that problem right so that that was a trial and error i learned mm -hmm. that the hard way but no i do it's interesting because and this is another reason why i like it at the beginning of the year because you see socially how they're they're going so far uh-huh and you see who are the kids who are um having a little bit more trouble connecting with other kids oh, yes. and who are a little slower to do that. Yeah. There's a couple of games that I play like this, you know, where one ends up being the odd man out, so to speak. And every time I have issues and I think it has to do with my population and some, some high needs kiddos that just need that attention yes that they love to be in the middle yes so pretty much any game like this i've adapted it to my class where um if they're in the middle three times they're out completely of the game oh that's a good idea um and then i, I kind of made it a fun Some little pressure. thing where the first time the kids in the middle we all go ah, and then the second time the kids in the middle we go uh-oh oh. and then the third time we go oh no oh and then you're like kid, a video game yeah oh yeah we have like our contrived things but mm -hmm. it works um because that way it does give that kid that moment or maybe two that they get to be in the middle but then after that too bad you're out and if that means then then I don't get to play because I have to make it odd you know then you just have to adjust whether or not you play to make it uneven again and then right. that kid literally just has to sit out and then they don't get attention because they're sitting out so that's an aside but the point of saving this one to the end well it's twofold typically at the end of first grade we're working on 
the quarter note rest, which is in that song. Mm -hmm. And then if I get to law, it's a great first grade year. Yes. But even if I don't, it's a great song for the end of the year because of that quarter note rest and just getting law in their ear for the next year. But most importantly, because of the mad scramble, find a new partner. And it's so much fun. Yeah. And I have used it at the beginning of second grade or the end of first grade. But I do like it at the end of the first grade because it's just such a fun, fun game. Yes. So that's Ickle Ackle. Cool. Right. Um, oh, and then the other one I wanted to mention for the end of first grade is Plainsies Clapsies, um, which Tanya just pulled up because I was having a hard time remembering it. So we'll try to sing it as best as we can here. Okay. All right. Plainsies Clapsies, turn around to backsies, right hand, left hand, toss it high, toss it low, touch your knee, touch your toe, touch your heel and under you go. Oh gosh, you know what? I've what am I doing when I do it in class? Because, okay, so I just pulled this PDF <laughs> Yeah, because we were singing it off mic and we had a different version from each other. Yeah, so I was like, because let's check it. I have one that ends on do, so yeah. Oh, that's so okay. this source is an American methodology. And I think that's where I got it from as well. Okay, well, did I? Hmm, I wonder what I did there. Hmm. So another great song for law, if I'm working on it at the end of first grade. But it's just, it's a really fun gem that I like to save to the end of the year just because it's one of those games that once I've taught it, that's what they want to play every day, all day. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I save those to the end of the year just so I don't have to hear now, the Now, when you do it, do you play it with a ball? Do you play it with a beanbag? I, I use it with a beanbag. Yeah, I've actually done scarves. And that then I, if I have played it enough times that I feel like they'd have to up the ante, then mm-hmm. I change it to a ball. Oh, because okay. scarves, you know, they, they float. So they give they you more do. time in the air. So the idea is um, when you sing Plainsies, well... I don't know if it's worth going through every single word. But the idea is they do something with their item. They throw it up, they catch it. Yeah, so like if you do... um, Plainsies is throwing up and catching it. Clapsies is you throw it up and you clap clap and you catch it. Clap and then you catch it. Um, Toss a high toss, although that's pretty easy. But, you know, it's interesting because this one says right hand, left hand. And I have not been singing right hand, left hand. I've been going plainsies, clapsies, turn around to backsies, um... Uh, bounce it, throw it high, throw it low, touch your knee, touch your toe. I haven't been doing the right hand. Oh, I think I did. I've just been skipping the right hand, left hand. And you know what? I bet, I bet that happened once upon a time because I was like, they. They don't know they're right. No, yeah. Well, I I just do it and I don't really care. No, this is good. You're true to the source, and I just discovered that I've. uh, No, no, that's good. So, anyways, just a really fun um, game. It's fun to get out those props, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the first few times we do it with a scarf because that gives them some time to practice, and the scarf floats a little bit, so it gives them time. And then when they're ready to up the ante, we use um, racquetball balls. Ooh, yeah, yay! Because they're small. I love those balls. Yeah, I even like that better than tennis balls because they're just a little bit and they're so bouncy yeah okay so what are some of your favorite oh do you have a primary one to talk about? oh yes I. oh of course she does yes i was strolling through the park one day in the merry merry month of may i was taken by surprise (gasps) by a pair of lovely eyes while strolling through the park one day um i just you know because it's May. So hey. sweet, yeah. I save it for May because I yeah. like to see. And then when we do it, and because I do it with kinders. Yeah. Or first grade or both. This year I'm doing it with both. And uh, they're, they're always like, but it is May. I'm like, well, wow. there you go. Connection. And so, you know, this is like a scattered around the room. We're strolling through the park. And yeah. when we um, are taken by surprise, we stop when we go, oh. Which is, you know, just so kind of fun. Yeah. And then I say, and now when you say, buy a pair of lovely eyes, you look at someone in the eye. Aww. Maybe you can bat your lashes, but you don't have to. You can yeah. just look at them in the eye. And it's so, yeah, you know, I do it for me too because it's so very cute. It and is. there's so many kids who like, they, they try to be near me and look at me in the eye yes. and bat their eyes at me. That's such a great social. I mean, as, as silly as it sounds, getting kids to look at each other in the eye yes, is such is an important thing. skill. And so I think this we is a good. We need to do good, this with adults too. Yeah, this is a good end of the year connecting <laughs> totally. thing because, like, now we know each other. Now it's not quite as scary and risky. And you know what? You are going to have those kids who won't look at 
you or others in the eye. Yeah. Occasionally. That's okay. But after we're strolling through the park, like, how else can we go through the park? I was marching through the park one day. Yeah. Yeah. I was jumping through the park. So it's just another one of those scatter around the room, move to the beat in different ways, sing like Jim Along Josie. Yeah. Yeah. And how fun to take that one outside and do it outside like in a field because then you really are like out in the park. You could. You could actually be strolling through the park. Yeah. In May. In May. Totally. Mm, And this is in um, the source I know that this is in is the Amadons Uh I'm Growing Up book. Correct? Yeah. It is in the Amadons. I was going to look it up. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's in that one. Yeah. Um, I just got to put a shout out and I know we've probably talked about it before, but the song snail snail, which I have a love hate relationship with. Um, but what I like to do and I, you know, this whole up the ante thing, I think is especially appropriate for this time of year where instead of doing the typical game where you do the, um, spiral in, you know, I am so bad at those spirals. They don't, I always have kids that, um, move too quickly or too slowly. The spirals don't, I don't, because I've abandoned the kids, them. The kids are leading the spiral? Well, because they're anticipating and they'll, yeah, they'll start moving before they're pulled. Oh, right. So, yeah, I have some tips for that. Maybe, maybe you can come in and like show me with my Well, I kids. just say to the kids, or I hear the rules, say it after me, don't let go. They say, right. don't let yes, go. Yes, got that. Um, and then I think the next rule is, but how do you stop them all from, like, magnetizing themselves towards the center because they know what's going to happen? Well, they kind of do, but that's part of the fun. Not to touch. I think that's a big role is to not touch bodies. If they're okay. touching bodies, they're too close. And then um, I learned this from when Julie Swank came out and did a thing. When you're leaving the spiral, you know how you have kids who, like, start walking before they really should and mm-hmm. then they're going the wrong way? Yeah, that's my life, yeah. They wait until I tap their head. Oh, right. So if I, I Yes, that. when yes. Julie Swank showed us that, I was like, oh, game changer. Because oh my that's gosh. where and you've it done tends it. to go around. Yes. See, so I, I, never, I, I remember that and I just didn't put it into play. Yeah, so if you're leading the spiral out, oh my you gosh. tap them, starting with that very... That middle kid who's right behind you, you tap their head as you walk past them, and that's when they know it's their oh, turn to walk. Yeah. Okay. That's the worst. The whole podcast. Okay. There we're we done. go. We're done. There's my work smarter, not harder teacher tip. Can oh, we remember cool. that later? Bonus. Thanks, Julie Swank. Anyways, okay. But back to my whole point. Okay. So we do the spiral game, and we've been doing it for a while, and the kids are kind of over it, and so am I. But at the end of the year, we get out the parachute. Wait a minute. Didn't last show you were talking about how you don't like snail snail? I know. Generally, I don't. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying so then at the end of the year we get out the parachute yes. and that changes the whole thing so mm-hmm. if you've never done the version of with the parachute and this is something again we learned from joe kirk yes um where one student sits in the middle of the parachute everyone else is holding the edge mm-hmm. while you're walking the parachute's kind of gently wrapping around that student i have them put their arms over their head yeah like so yeah. that they don't get all, you know, tangled in there tangled and their arm doesn't get bent funny. Suffocate. So then when it gets about, well, armpit height then, correct? Mm-hmm. Then you stop and then the kids pull back quickly on the parachute and the little one in the middle or big one, you never know. You could do it with older kids too. I have. They yes. kind of end up spinning around and all of a sudden it's a whole new game. Or I've had some real lightweights, literally. Yeah. And they end up catching kind of going air. going in the because, air. Yeah, because, yeah, because yeah, they're just... So I know we've mentioned this in a former podcast, but I just have to mention again that just maybe just this general idea of taking a songy game that maybe they know and doing something different with it. But do front load some parameters here with when you do a parachute and you wrap somebody up in it. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, be forewarned that you got to put some things in place. Oh, of course. Some heavy duty like, you know, you make sure that we, we hold on to the parachute. I have them do it with one hand as we're walking. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, and that we don't yank and pull the parachute when right. we're do- when we're wrapping around and the person in the middle has to have their arms over their head so they're not too- I mean, it can I it's it can go bad. It can go bad. <laughs> so know your group too. If yes, you've got know a first your group. grade group or whatever grade and you just know that they're not gonna handle it, then maybe mm-hmm. you don't do it that year. Yes. But you know, generally by the end of first grade my kids yeah. have been able to actually it. my my biggest obstacle with snail snail with the parachute is not the safety thing that we've got it it's that this is one that i try to have every single kid have a turn yes or i will hear about it like every oh, grade yeah. thereafter oh, yeah. and i don't like to do that in one class period because we're not going to sing snail snail 30 times no. to 
and actually it would be more than that because we sing it a couple of times to wrap them up. Exactly. So I make sure I leave like a few class periods with a little bit of time so that yeah. everyone gets a turn because I have had sixth graders in my past who have said, who have I said, never got that turn. Oh, my whole, yeah. Remember that time? I, I never, you remember I never had a snail <laughs> snail turn? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, you know, I don't want to be brought up in therapy later on. Exactly. So. Oh, man. Snail snail. Okay. Um, um, we're sticking with primary. Just... Like one more? Yeah, one more. Um, because I just wanted to give a little, this is one of those that I don't use to teach a specific concept or anything. And I got it from Jill Trinka, and I can't rem remember which volume it's in, but it's out there. And you got to hear Jill sing it. But well, it's yes. uh, scraping up sand at the bottom of the sea, Shiloh, Shiloh. Scraping up sand at the bottom of the sea, Shiloh, Liza Jane. Oh, how I love her, oh, Liza Jane. Oh, how I love her. Goodbye, Liza Jane. Right? Yeah. And so um, I just have, and this I got from Dr. Trinka, of course. Uh, kids are in a circle, and we're doing this kind of hand clapping thing where we go legs clap to the side, clap, legs clap to the side, clap, right? Yeah. Um, oh, but we do that part on, oh, how I love her. Oh, Liza Jane. Mm -hmm. But during the scraping up that sand at the bottom of the sea, we are moving around the room in a scattered form mm -hmm. by the time we get to, oh, how I love her, we're in a circle. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really very simple. Um, there's other verses like, humpback mule and I'm bound to ride, Shiloh, Shiloh, and then we ride our mules around. Yeah. And by the time, um, and I do this with second grade typically, okay. uh, just because that whole organization of like, okay, and then when we get to the chorus, you got to get back in the circle. Yeah. That seems to work really well with second graders, but not as well when I've tried it with younger kids. They, right. they just can't get there in time. Yeah. Anyway, I could modify it, but it's not, you know, it's just a fun thing. Yeah. And you can make up your own things. Um, Black my boots and I make them shine. That's one of the verses. But I go, okay, like what else could we be, what other kind of chore thing could we be doing? Or what other thing could we be traveling? And do you take the time with second graders to go through like the vocabulary of that song and... Yeah. Well, um, like what specifically Scra do you think? Scraping up sand at the bottom of the sea. You know. Why Why are we doing that? Why are we, are we doing that? Are we building a sand? I, I, I mean, I will say I don't know this song as well as you. So I'm, I'm legitimately asking you this question. You know what? I'll, you know? I'll be honest. I have never figured out. I have never really like inquired. What are we talking about when we're saying scraping up sand at the bottom of the sea? Yeah. I just assume that we're just like scraping up sand. And what was the second one that you sang? Humpback mule and I'm bound to ride, Shiloh, Shiloh. So you're going to... Humpback mule and I'm bound to ride. They have to know what a mule is. Yeah. And I mean, I'm asking these questions from the lens of I have a lot of yeah, second I know, language learners. Yeah, and we learners, do talk about so, yeah, what a I mule is. I just wondered what I, go do I really and go just, into detail. And we just, this mule's a, you know... Humpback, and humpback, so he's got a funky back. And, and we're I'm, riding him. Okay. So we're just, you know... And then black them boots and make them shine. You're gonna yes. talking about... And, and when you're blacking your boots to make them shine, it's because you're going to go meet someone... Right. And it's Liza there's, Jane, but we don't go for Yeah, I was kind of about to say, there's a little bit of, a, there, of yeah. a controversial past to that Well, one. we, you know, that that I'm willing but that, to. No, that, you, that's not a second grade appropriate conversation. <laughs> but just that you're, you're making your boots fancy because you're going to a party or something. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's really the first one, the scraping yeah. of the sand. It'd I'm be curious. like if you ironed your clothes. Do people iron clothes anymore? Oh, gosh, I try black to. Them, <laughs> black them boots to make them shine. What do you do? Like, I don't know, putting on your fake lashes for your Instagram yeah, yeah um your yeah nails. but and then we put in some some other verses okay um of like you know either traveling things yeah. or things to get ready or yeah that kind of thing okay it's just for fun cool and it's and it's it's just it's catchy it's, it's just a catchy it's one tune. of those yeah, that I'll really catch the it. kids singing like at lunch or recess yeah just like fun. today yeah the um, some of my kindies were singing strolling through the park out on recess. Aww. It was adorable. How sweet. Yeah. Okay, so All right, let's move into some uh intermediate appropriate songs. Intermediate and games. or even like older. Yeah. 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 So um one that my third graders are loving right now is Draw a bucket of water for my eldest daughter. There's, there's one in the bunch. Oh, well, there's, there's none, none in, in the bunch. bunch. We're all out the or bunch. Or there's four out the bunch. bunch. There's so many versions. You go under Sister Sally. There's so many different versions of this. So yes. just pick one and be consistent. I can't even tell you exactly where this particular version I'm singing comes from. I know there's an there's one in one of the Amazon books. Yes. 
Yeah, and that I'm not positive, but we'll be sure to notate it however we sing it in our show notes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. um, and I think we've probably talked about this one before, but the idea is, is that you've got bunches of four. They've, they're joined hands with the person across from them, so you've got kind of a overlapping crisscross X so kind of thing. So you and a partner have clasped hands. Yes. And then... Um, there's another, two other two that are classmates. You're forming a square. Yeah. And, and every time it's going under Sister Sally, another person goes under a set of arms. So you end up creating your own little mini basket formation. Right. Which they're familiar with because we do a big basket when we mm-hmm. do Great Big House at the beginning of the year. Yes. So then these are the mini baskets or it's the bucket is what I tell yes. them. Yes. Do you and do then, the frog in the bucket part? Yeah. And yeah. then when it gets to the second part of the song, it's frog in the bucket and you can't get him out. Frog in the bucket and you can't get him out. Frog in the bucket and you can't get him out. Frog in the bucket and you can't get him out. Oh, see, I different melody here. Exactly. I've heard it so... Every time I hear someone present it or show it, it seems like there's little differences. Great, then you get to write this one up. Okay, <laughs> I'll do it. So then they go quickly, they jump and turn as quickly as they can, and I just say, if you fall down, you're yeah, out. Yeah, mine fall down. But it really... I mean, there's no, there's no purpose. It's just... It's fun. It's silly. It can get a little rowdy. So again, great for the end of the year. And if you want, when you come back, your tea, ticka, ticka, tea oh, yeah. business. And this is, I mean, this usually ends up at the end of third grade because we're practicing our low so. So you've mm-hmm. got the do, do, re, yes, exactly. do, so. It's just a perfect little, that ends up being like our new reading song. Just nice. that that section of it. Um, because you do end up with some chromatic-y things depending on the version that you sing. Right. So you just have to know what your snippets are or it could just be you don't even have to read it it could just be a fun song you came for the end of the year great one to do outside in the grass and you know what i know this is in one of the fire robin ones too okay of sources i'll have to i'm, I'm, I'm sorry even that I don't picturing know. like a cover yeah that's got like a bucket of water in oh there. probably i don't have i'm positive source. it's in one of the fire Robins. okay i'll have to find out what mine is and we'll we'll put it in the show notes yes but my third graders love it they're so excited when we do it every time okay cool um all right, I'm going to mention one that, uh, you know, I, I, I am interested to, to hear or see or whatever opinions about this particular song that I've always loved, and I'm kind of on the fence about it right now, But I and I haven't done it yet this year. I've kind of been, like, I'm straying away from it, but Gypsy in the Moonlight. Yeah. And um, it's from the collection Brown Girl in the Ring, mm-hmm. and um, it's just such a... It's such a great solo singing song, mm-hmm. but the issue could be about gypsy being a derogatory term. Right. And, um, you know, if we were in Europe, we would call uh, people who travel from place to place and don't put down roots uh, travelers. So could you just, <laughs> I no, don't know if that, you want to change yeah, it. Yeah, I it see, just this is, its oomph. Well, and we, there was a brief talk about this during Christopher Roberts' session yeah. At Oak, because he did He was talking um, about Gypsy, Gypsy Rover, Rover. Yeah. which is such a lovely song. Yeah, exactly. So um, Gypsy in the Moonlight is, I'll just describe it, you know, and take it for what it's worth. Like, yeah. I'm not totally sold one way or the other right now about, I don't know. I, I've been in the exact same position, because I've always liked doing this one, too. And mm-hmm. I've just been kind of like, eh, there's other things I could do. I know. But go ahead. So, but it's, so such a, it's, it it's just such a t- tasty song. It so is. this... I do it with third graders and um, the kids are in a circle and we're just like strolling in the circle, moving. It doesn't matter clockwise or counterclockwise. And it's gypsy in the moonlight, gypsy in the dew, gypsy never come back until the clock strikes two. And then we stop. And then there's one kid who walks into the circle. Yeah. Walking, gypsy, walking, walk right in, I say, come into my parlor and hear my banjo play. Right. And then the kid in the middle gets a pretty great solo saying, I don't love nobody, nobody love me. All I want is Carrie to come and dance with me. And so that person in the middle calls another kid in. Yeah. Right? And then we're all going forward and back with rolling arms going tra-la-la-la-la-la, tra-la-la-la-la, tra-la-la-la-la, tra-la-la-la-la. Oh, and I forgot to say, at the very beginning... Um, when we're singing Gypsy in the Moonlight, we've already picked the kid who's right. going to do the Gypsy. Right. So we might be going clockwise, and then the Gypsy is walking on the outside of the circle counterclockwise. Ah, yeah. And I, I usually talk about, like, hey, 
you know, as a gypsy, as someone who doesn't like to conform to rules and is not <laughs> yeah. following with the, not following where everybody else is going, not not doing the same thing, is going to go the opposite direction. Right. Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's a great go. little song. I I know, and I gotta. Um, there's no. There is. There's gray areas. That's the whole problem. There is. You there know. Is. You just have to decide and, um, for yourself. I saw an interesting conversation on Facebook where someone had even put up a, um, like they had started a document of like songs we can't do anymore. Oh. And I thought that was kind of, I don't know. Um, I'm not so hard lined about these things. Well, I mean, well, there are some for me, for whatever reason, either personal or my population. Right, exactly. That I have made a hard line to not do. But yes. I'm not going to necessarily say anyone else should it shouldn't do it right and there's some songs that like oh gosh i love such and such song mm -hmm. and then oh i heard that this is really a euphemism for something else right. and yeah. so i can't do it like now that i know this yeah i can't do it anymore right. Right? right but i don't know if we should be making lists of bands see then we've got a problem of well, okay, there's a history in songs, right? Yeah. And that's the fantastic thing about music yep. and folk songs in particular is that they show all sides of life. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. Should we be getting, should we be throwing them away? Should we be remembering them and acknowledging um, how people used to think? Or, you know, maybe unfortunately some still do think a certain way. Mm -hmm. I don't know uh, what the answers are. It really depends on a song by song basis. Totally. So and anyway, our community. Yes. So yeah. please send all of your complaints to Carrie Nicholas. Yeah. Hey, at... Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Uh, so I, I really do like Gypsy in the Moonlight. Yeah. Um, and I probably will do it again at the end of the year. And I probably won't sing Traveler in the Moonlight. It's I don't just know. doesn't have the same flow. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, oh, speaking of Brown Girl in the Ring. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to give a, a, a shout out to one of my favorite passing games, Missy La Matila. I don't think I know this very well. Oh, well, it's one of those Help with the ring on a cord or yes. a string. Oh, I remember you did this with us at, at CSU one time, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I think and I I've did. And I've already kind of forgotten. So, yeah. yay, tell us about it more. Tanya. Okay, so, um, wait, I'm getting up the collection here because I want to give people in... Uh, I want to give people more, um, do, do, do. sorry, <laughs> more information about this fantastic collection because yeah. it is um, one of, oh gosh, I really want to say Lomax, and I think I'm right, but I can't seem to find exactly what I'm looking for. Um, we'll both simultaneously Yeah, we'll both simultaneously do it. it. And I got mine used. Um there you go. And yeah, it comes Lomax. with, you can get, yeah, Brown Girl in the Ring. It is a collection by Alan Lomax, mm -hmm. an anthology of songs and games from, song games from the Eastern Caribbean. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's what I was looking for. And I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and then you can also get, like, the recordings, which are just fantastic. Yeah. So, Missy La Masi La, there's a ring on a chord and it just goes missy la masi la missy lost her gold ring go away missy la masi la missy lost her gold ring i got to find him find him find him find him find him let me sing la 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 i got to find him find him find him find him find him let me sing sorry i'm a lot of tune but um no, so we are passing that ring yeah and our hands are clasped around the cord or the string and they just go out together out together and so the idea is that and and it's tricky they're really bad at it the first few times yeah that this ring is sliding around on right. the string and when the ring is slid to you you're supposed to like um get the ring in one hand and as you bring your hands and together you pass it. it to the next hand which is challenging yeah. when you're trying to keep the beat yeah and because the person in the middle is not blindfolded right of course you could do it where the person in the middle is blindfolded you could start that way but the the idea behind this is like okay now we're so good at passing yeah we're so good at keeping this beat that 
the person in the middle can look all they want. They just can't go, like, right up and inspect. Right. The right? point is they have to be sneaky. They ha- yeah. The point is the group has to be sneaky. Yeah. And uh, they're really bad at it for right. a few times. Yeah. But it's just such a great song. And I've, I've um, worked it up with arrangements and done it in concert, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's just a fun little song. Missy little Missy La, um, For older kids. I've done it all the way to sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I see one more on our list. Tanya, I'm going to oh. let you talk about this one because I know it's one of your favorites. I know, but I talk about it way too much. No, it's okay. Okay. Well, We're going to have know. some repeats, but that's the way it is. It's your Mount Marco Polo game, Rabbit and Possum. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. you sing it again? Yeah, I can. <laughs> Rabbit and Possum going up the hill. Rabbit knew the possum had a $40 bill. Rabbit said, Possum, let's play 7-Up. Rabbit grabbed the money and he's scared to pick it up. Rabbit hit the possum, possum fell. Rabbit grabbed the money and said, fare thee well, fare thee well, fare thee well. I, I just have such a mental block with this song that every time I forget how the words go. I, I so messed up some you. words. Rabbit and no, possum? No, no, no. I think it was just fine. Okay. So, <laughs> um, and you know, it's funny because um, uh, quite a while ago, um, Heidi... I'm sorry, what's Heidi's last name? I'm spacing out. McElroy? Yes. From Heidi, Seattle. Yes, from Seattle had uh, mentioned the way that she introduces this game, and I took this idea from her, so yes. I wanted to credit her. Thanks, Heidi. Um, thanks, Heidi. Gosh, have I said this before on the podcast? It's I could possible. It's very possible. I'm repeating myself. So, it's okay. Sorry. Um, the way, the fun thing to do with this particular song is to pick out a couple of kids in your class, especially ones who are known to... Um, you know, vie for the title of class clown. Yeah. Yeah. So you pick out, and, and unfortunately, I'm I'm gender typing here. Usually it's boys for me, let's be honest. And so I'll pick out my, my two clowny boys um, or just, you know, kids who are, are good actors or something. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them the lyrics of this song and I'll say, go in the hallway and you guys are going to act this out, but you can't use any words. Nice. I'm going to sing the story and I don't sing it quite that fast. I slow it down. I'm going to sing this story, and you are going to act it out. This is how we're going to, like, share this song. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's really fun because those kids get a kick out of it. and they nice have like to give a them project. a chance to be that class clown in a productive way. In a productive way, yeah. yeah. But then when you do play the game, you have a kid who is the rabbit and a kid who is the possum. And... Um, the possum is blindfolded, right? Because the possum is the one who's being tricked, being fooled. Yeah. And they're both in the middle of the circle. Possum's blindfolded. The rabbit is not blindfolded. And at the very end, they, so we all sing the song, right? Yes. And our circle, I tell them, is a fence. So we formed a fence around the rabbit and the possum. Yes. And at the end of the song, the idea is the possum is trying to tag the rabbit. And, of course, the possum's blindfolded, and so the way they do this is they have to call out for the rabbit, and they go, rabbit, and the rabbit has to answer, possum, yeah, like, I'm here, right? Got it. But, of course, the possum's blindfolded, and, and so they're just scampering around blindfolded, and the rabbit is being tricky, and if they come too close to the fence, I just have the kids who are standing as the fence just gently say, fence, you know. <laughs> so that they don't run into the fence. Right. Then another way you can play it is you could blindfold both of them, which is loads of fun to blindfold two children and, um, you know, have them Marco Polo it in the circle. Okay. Yeah. I know that there fun. are people who play this as a chase game. I was going to say, I think that I've seen that, yeah, yeah. as a chase game. And, um, but I, I like rem- this Marco Polo. I remember Rocky one year, they even made up um, $40 oh, had, bills. Yeah. And I forgot so how fun. they played it. They did some kind of chase thing. They did. But they incorporated the $40 bill. Oh, we'll have to find that out and talk yes, about it Yes, we'll have time. to figure that out. It was um, cute. So anyway, that's the way I play Rabbit and Possum. Nice. And that's one of those that the appeal of that is the game. Totally. Yep. But you've got your T ticka ticka T yeah right there right yeah. next to each other, and but it's uh, just fun. Yeah, and that's Good a fun fun for the end of the year. It's a very fun fast reading song. Yeah, T ticka ticka T ticka T ta. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to um, reference ourselves for a moment because I mean, you know we keep saying we've talked about this in in former episodes, and there are some episodes that we recorded um, this time last year. That if you're are. looking for more specific end of the year things, you might want to go back and check out. So one of them is 
Um, oh, shoot, I just lost it. Okay, here we go. Episode number 13. Wow, that seems so long ago. We did a whole episode about outside games, specifically yes. games that are great to take outside, whether it's because just the weather's nice or and I think that's when I you're mentioned on a cart. Or, before, yeah, yeah, so definitely go back and check out that one if you're looking for outside things to do. And then we have a whole episode called Closure. Episode number 15 is all about closure end of the year well we talk about lesson closure for a little bit which mm-hmm. is interesting i just went back and listened to it the other day and thought huh all right and then um we talk about end of the year closure right. so just some of these end of the year ideas come back in those episodes as well So now it's time for our Work Smarter, Not Harder teacher tip. Yeah. And Tanya's got one for us today. Okay, this is really short and sweet. Let's and hear it. you know what? You'll have to tell me if I've done this before. I might have done this before. Oh, well. Um, that seems to be the theme of, of this episode. Yeah, yeah that I've, I've just forgotten everything. Uh, so my fourth graders recently had a Colorado concert, Colorado performance, and I do like to debrief. Sometimes it's nice if someone's taken a video and you can watch the video. That hasn't happened in my world for a while, so we're yeah. not doing that. Okay. But we do talk about like things we did well, things we could do better, and all that. So um, I just couched it in this idea that I took from somebody I can't remember called um, Two Stars and a Wish. Nice. Where I share, we, we pair and share with just two people. Um, and then as a big group, let's talk about two stars, two things that we did awesome. And then one wish, which is not like something we did bad, but just something we wish could have been Aww. a little bit different. Yeah. So there's just two stars and a wish. I like that. I was at a PD recently where we were talking about um, reflecting upon work and they talked about glows and grows. Ooh. So I thought that would be cute. You could have two glows and a grow. You what are things could. we can glow about and what are things we can do to grow? Oh, that's Just nice. a different way to say this. And it's thing. illiterate. Yeah. I thought it was cute. time for our CODA section where we recommend something that we've been enjoying either inside or outside the music room. Have you been enjoying things? I have. Okay, tell <laughs> one, us all about one it, One thing in particular. So I'm going to recommend a picture book that I've been using with my first graders. Um, this I got, you know, the freebie table in the teacher's lounge where everyone dumps their stuff that they don't want anymore. Yeah, especially this time of year. Um, Yeah, so this book I grabbed off the freebie table, and I'm so glad that I did. So it's When You Wish Upon a Star, and it's obviously it's the song from Pinocchio, mm-hmm. but this particular picture book is illustrated by Alexandra Day, and I'm looking right now on Amazon and you can get it. I'm sure it must be out of print, but they have a bunch of used copies. So it just depends on how much you want to pay. This and cover how much... is very Maxfield Parish. I don't know. Does that he make was me an... a bad person? No, no. He was an illustrator is. from, I, I want to say the 1920s. Yeah. Had that golden hue to things. Yeah. It's a very distinct style. Yeah. It's very... It's very pretty. So um, I've been doing Starlight, Star Bright with my first graders. And what I love is on the inside cover, or like two pages in, like before you get to the actual meat of the book, is Starlight, Star Bright right now. So we sing that. And then the song, When You Wish Upon the Star, it's woven into the pictures. Like sometimes it's hard to find the words to the song. But the idea is it's showing all these different people who are wishing for things, but you don't know necessarily what they're wishing for you see clues and there's a star kind of hidden in the pictures somewhere so for example there's a little girl who's obviously backstage and it's the nutcracker because there's Mm -hmm. a poster that says the nutcracker right and she's looking at the star on the door like of the actors like the dressing room door right so the star is hidden the words are hidden it's kind of like a hidden pictures book but then towards the second half of the book then you see that their wishes are being granted and you're seeing the second half and so then it's fun to flip back with the kids and be like oh wait now what were they wishing for and you can go back and read it um one caveat i should mention that you just have to be careful of is there is a picture of an old woman in bed and she looks ill 
And then at the very end of the book, she's walking through what appears to be a gate into a very beautiful garden. So it can be very much... Well, she inter- was able to get out of her bed and go so, through that yes, garden. Yeah. Exactly. We took it the literal route, obviously, and that's what we said. But, I mean, obviously, depending on if you're teaching at a Christian school or somewhere where you can go there, you, you could, could go, go there. there. But anyways, it was it was such a sweet, special moment. And honestly, I didn't even sing the When You Wish Upon a Star song because Mm -hmm. the kids were so wanting to have dialogue and talk about what was happening and what the kids were wishing for and the adults were wishing for and then talk about at the end if they got what they wish that we just sang Starlight, Star Bright. We looked through the pictures. We sang Starlight, Star Bright at the end and they didn't even get to hear the actual When You Wish Upon a Star. Wow. So that will happen in subsequent lessons now. They're just so mesmerized by They were so mesmerized and I had the most deep conversations with my first graders um more than i've ever had so anyways um we'll link to it in the show notes but again it's wish when you wish upon a star and it is um with illustrations by alexandra day nice yeah it's lovely okay cool all right tanya you're up all right um well let's see uh i'm gonna recommend a personal thing not something for the classroom um I, I know, I, I know I geek out on the TED Talks and all that stuff. Oh, well, here's another one. Um, the Brene Brown special, The Call to Courage, that just recently came out. Uh, it's just, it's just fantastic. It's an hour and 16 minutes. And, um, you know, you think, it, when you read the description, um, you think, okay, it's about empathy and scarcity and fear and uncertainty and and their culture and it sounds Boersville, but really trust me she's very entertaining despite it all being fantastic like very life-affirming information and um anyway it's very powerful i've heard it's amazing i, haven't I think it's it amazing yet, i'm a big Brene brown fan yeah. so um the call to courage it's on netflix um i want to watch it again it was great awesome We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Our show notes can be found at Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring Blog. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. And in that spirit, we're going to read another review. We've got um, several lovely reviews that um, are just we're very, very thankful for. Yes. And so this one is Short and Sweet by Ignata. Um, I hope I'm getting that right. And she or he writes, I discovered this podcast tonight and I love it. I'm listening to it while cleaning and doing chores, but I have to keep stopping and writing down ideas I want to implement. Yay. How nice. Yes. And hopefully you can just go to the show notes and, and find a lot of those things. True. But um, we're very thankful for that review, Ignata, and we hope that... Uh, you, listener, will go on and write us a review as well. Next time, we will be talking about preparing for summer learning. And in that spirit, we want to remind you that we'll be doing a summer book club this summer, like we did last summer. Our book that we are reading is called Teaching for Musical Understanding by Jackie Wiggins, and it is the third edition. So we'll have more details in our next show. So until next time, this is Tanya. And this is Carrie wishing you happy musicking.